This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, and more. The Buffalonian Podcast. All right. Let's go. are back with the Buffalonian podcast. We are in week three of the NFL season, betting on the Bills. How are we How are we feeling heading into week three? Bills had a great week two matchup against the Raiders last week. We kind of previewed it a little bit on Tuesday's podcast. Um, but we are going to the capital, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., to play the commanders. And they have had a... Very good showing so far with Sam Howell as their quarterback, and their defense has been playing very well. So, just some general thoughts. What 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 are some thoughts you have going into this matchup here? Anything that you're nervous about? Anything along those lines? I think it's going to be a matchup that I think when the schedule first came out, I think probably thought seventy thirty Bills win, and now it's. I mean, maybe it's dropped a little bit. Maybe not because of what sixty not, not because of what the Bills have done, but. I think the commanders have looked pretty impressive. I mean, listen, I'm not going to pretend that they've played the best competition. I mean, beating Denver is kind of okay. And they they, Great they were in a battle against Arizona. And, yes, I know Arizona has battled really hard the first two weeks. So it's not like they've beaten anyone great. And I think every power ranking you see about the 2-0 and teams, I'm pretty sure they're always on – I'm pretty sure they're always, like, I think there's nine two two and teams or something like that, and um, they're always like pretty much last or like second to last with like Atlanta. So, um, they're, listen, they're a good team. They're I think they're a lot better than I think people like myself took them credit for in the off season because I think you know we didn't Sam Howell was just a huge question mark. Only one career start going into the year. He's looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, I think. Yeah, looking more and more like their possible franchise quarterback if they do it the right way. Yeah, and I think also I think we just forgot about Eric Benemy to be honest. Like this is a guy that's what mm-hmm. that the previous two off seasons was kind of like the talk of is he going to be a, getting a head coaching position? Uh, it doesn't work out. He makes this. I mean, it's a, it's a lateral move because offensive coordinator to offensive coordinator, but it seemed kind of like a weird decision to be moving to Washington with a. You know, again, Sam Howell, fun career start. Really not maybe elite talent at the quarterback position, but you got to give Biennemi credit. They, they, he's done a fantastic job of 
implementing his scheme and they've been a very productive offense uh the first two weeks of the season and uh obviously they're going to look to continue that uh, against uh, the bills in week three yeah no absolutely and the enemy um also gave matt milano his flowers i don't know if you saw that video um high praises for matt milano at a press conference from eric the enemy and you know you can't not he said you got to take a minute and you know he's he's looked over a lot but you know, respect for Eric Bieniemy. He's done great things in his career. I'm excited to play against that. Uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting game. Like you said, though, they're kind of showing out. So the 70-30 Bills win kind of, you know, easy feeling. It's still there in a way, but it's like, okay, these guys are coming to play. Um, they're they're throwing their cards on the table. They're doing what they need to do. And um, it's going to be going to be interesting to watch this game. I think the Bills still win it, but I think, uh, you know, the commanders, I think they'll throw up a fight. I don't think they're rolling over and showing their belly right oh, no. away or anything I, I, like I that. I think so. for me, there's like, as we said last week, there's probably three three to four things to look at this this, this week. Mm-hmm. One is how do the Bills handle the pass rush of Washington? Obviously, you saw it in 2021. The Bills did a phenomenal job of not getting, not letting the offense, the defensive line of the commanders take over the game and, Chase Young was really fr- weren't they the Washington football team back then? Maybe 2019. Oh my god, is that true that Josh has played them as the Redskins, the co- football team, and the Commanders? Yeah, I think we, I think we're, we're hitting 19, all three. I don't think they were the Commanders. Yeah, every yet. two years we play them. Apparently, first time in Washington though. Um, check that one off the list yeah. for Josh Young yeah. of road venue <laughs> playing at. But um, no, I think yeah. it's. They didn't allow the D-line to take control two years ago. You can't let them do it this year. Chase Young looked really good last week, uh, his first game back from the ACL. Um, Obviously, Deron Payne, one of their better – I mean, him and Jonathan Allen are just both very good defensive tackles, so it's kind of hard to put one over the other. But he's banged up. I don't think he was practicing yesterday. We'll see what happens today. But also with Montez Sweat, who's really underrated. So they have a really good front four, so it's going to be interesting. You know, can – the Bills struggled to run the ball a little bit on the Jets. Good front four. Can they can they get the ground game going this week? And also, pass protection has been really good so far this year. I think I saw the stat where the Bills have only allowed pressure 26% of the time when not blitzed. That's a pretty good stat for the offensive line. And they did a pretty good job. They did a good job last week. And I think they did a pretty decent job uh, two weeks ago against that Jets front really it just felt like mm-hmm. it was kind of more Allen induced than anything else. So, um, you know, that Stefan Diggs was quoted in saying, you know, sometimes when you play defenses, it's as a wide receiver or a passing game, you know, can, can you beat the cornerback? Can you beat the defensive back against a teams like Washington, New York? It's, can you beat the defensive line, which is a different, different beast to, to tame. So I, th- I think that's something to look at. I think the second thing, to look at is Sam Howell has been sacked a lot. I believe it's been 10 times. He had the strip sack uh, for a touchdown against Arizona in week one that really let the Cardinals back into the game. And he's kind of a guy that holds the ball a lot. And this is an yeah. important game for – I'm not saying he's, like, the most athletic quarterback of all time, but, like, he is a little slippery back there, but he holds the ball. I think this is an opportunity for the Bills' D-line to kind of get some get – some, you know, pressure, and if they keep them contained, they're going to get some sacks and, you know, maybe force them into making an errant throw or fumbling the ball again. So I think the D-line is something yeah. to look the – the, the, really the pass rush, I would say, 
is something to look at this year because I mean this this week because last week it was a little disappointing. I think it was a little more up and down. I mean it was more the run defense and and good coverage. I think this this week with the pass rush, I think is going to be monster. And then I guess the third the third. The two other things kind of go a little side to side, maybe not so much, but Denver was allowed to do deep, loud, you know, was got some deep shots on the secondary. Obviously, I'm not counting the Hail Mary, but Hail Mary. Uh, they had a couple ones to Marvin <laughs> Mims, obviously the big one for the touchdown. So we really haven't seen a 40 yard bomb completed by Allen. I'm, I mean, the only one that's really had a productive outcome has been the defensive pass interference when the guy tackled Diggs in the end zone. So. Uh, I'd be interested to see if we could see uh, that. And then also if Knox, you know, looking at the injury report, I know we'll talk about it after this, but Knox potentially missing the game because he hasn't practiced all week. Is this the Dalton Kincaid game? Who takes the snaps? Is it Trent Sherfield who hasn't, I don't believe, has a catch this entire season? Uh, uh, no, he, he does not. He is not. Com- yeah, he has no. Can, no can they be as productive in 12 personnel with Quinton Morris being the second tight end instead of Dawson Knox? So that that is something to look at personnel wise. If if Knox misses, also I just have, I, I I'm, everyone was participating in practice today too. Just want to make that note. Uh, McDermott did say okay, that. Cool. I mean that I mean, some of them yeah, might be so, limited, but like that, that that's a good sign, right? At least you're you're playing. Yeah. Um, but it might be too short of a turnaround. We'll see. I mean, Leonard Floyd I know has been limited. Uh, Bernard was limited, but he's probably gonna play. High has been limited, but I mm-hmm. think he's gonna play. Floyd maybe a game time decision with the ankle. I don't know if they're gonna risk him re-injuring that. But I I think the one I guess I want to get your thoughts on like the one roster move or whatever is Demar Hamlin has been scratched the last two games, and yes. I would say Taylor Rapp has played underwhelming. Not 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 great, Bob. Um, you know, obviously he had the <laughs> the um the unnecessary hit on Devontae Adams. Uh, yeah, which he was fuming about. Um, did you did you catch that tweet from him? Yeah, big loser energy. Yeah, right. Just, sorry, go cry in a corner if you're I, mad. About I'm losing. sorry. Okay. Like, listen, call it unnecessary. Call it a BS hit. Like, I respect that, but being like that's why he's not on the field. That was just like it's like, bro. Come on now, no, that's right. A, that's, that's a tad yeah. much. That's a tad like you, you lost the game and that, and you're mad. Okay, like we understand. Whatever. There's no need to start getting like that because, yeah, it was. You know, as we as you just said, a little bit of an unnecessary. A little bit. Hit. I mean, it was. But let's just call it spade a spade. It, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, let's throw the cards on the table. It was an unnecessary hit, but um, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm full on jumping on the loser mentality train on that one. So. So like yeah. my thought process, I, mean, I want to see better. yours is 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 there potential? I don't think we'll see it yet, but is there potential we see Demar Hamlin healthy, active over Taylor Rapp? Uh, I think there is a possibility of that. He's proven um, starting most of the year last year until after Micah Hyde was injured and until well actually even before that Jordan Poyer was out for a little bit, wasn't he? They flip flopped or something like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Well. Poyer, Poyer and Hyde so. both got injured week two. Both, yes. Obviously, Hyde was out for the year. Poyer missed week three. So both Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin were playing. And I think at that time, DeMar was the fourth safety and Jaquan was the third. And Jaquan got routed on that third and 22 by Jalen Waddell. And that, after that, he actually played on plays on the Raiders now, I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he got cut. 
but he signed with the Raiders, uh, Jaquan Johnson. Oh, interesting. But I that that's where Demar took over the the the, the three, the third uh, safety role and started the next week in Baltimore uh, next to Poyer. Yeah, no, I I think he's kind of proven himself as a backup for sure. Um, you know, it, he was effective in the in the secondary last season. Um, yeah, there were some some iffy mistakes and stuff like that where you wouldn't see veterans like Hyde or Poyer make. But then again, he is your backup. He's a younger guy. So even after everything happened with him, I think it was I, I think he we could see him uh, make an appearance and a solid appearance for sure uh, in the in the secondary over. If Taylor Rapp stays inconsistent and kind of, you know what like, I mean? Like Taylor Rapp is a good player. I'm not on. like bashing him, but his first yeah. two weeks, he just hasn't played well. And I think he's like opened the door for him to not for Demar be playing because especially I don't think he's been great in special teams. So like I don't know. I think I think he's definitely opened the door for his potential to not be playing. It's kind of maybe the opposite with the Christian Kirksey now retiring. Uh, you know, Terrell Bernard is that I I truly believe Christian Kirksey signed and you know had the expectation that it, Terrell Bernard might fall on his face and. He's gonna get an opportunity to, to take the middle linebacker spot open, and well, I think Terrell Bernard is no Tremaine Edmonds, and I don't think it's been smooth sailing. I think, and it's been a little up and down. I think he's been solid enough. Where okay, like that, this dude's played started two games as middle linebacker for in our defense. Like, let's get him. It's it's, it's his it's his job, and I think mm, Kirksey felt that energy and retired. So I think it's, I think it's interesting between third safety and middle linebacker, how you, you would think the opposite would have happened where Bernard doesn't play well and rap does well. So Hamlin keeps being a healthy scratch and Christian Kirk, he's on the practice squad, potentially learning the defense and again, take over and kind of, I don't know, the, the opposite kind of, kind of occurred. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was surprising, but I mean, back to your question. I, I I think it's it's very plausible to see Demar Hamlin on, on the couple weeks, if not the week after this one, if Taylor Rapp really struggles. Um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, the Bills have just bad luck with guys retiring that they get in the off season. Um, the Seahawks offensive lineman. I for, I even forget his name. It was uh no, it was um Brandon <laughs> Shell. The Dolphins. completely forgot tackle. Brandon Shell. He played on the yeah. Seahawks though. That was the picture they used. Um, Dolphins, and then we had Kirksley just, you know, he retired. Also so, with Ancrum Bolden. Um, I, I think you're right on that, though. I think he saw that and was like, okay, yeah, it's it's his spot. I'm going to retire. Yeah, you know? I mean, we saw Avante Davis mid-game mid, mid in the season and Ancrum Bolden yeah. before he even played. So <laughs> yep, definitely some weird energy yeah. there, but I, I think it's interesting to see what – because, I mean, listen, the same five were scratched, the back-to-back games – this, the Bills do have an incredibly deep roster, but it's going to be interesting to see if we see a little tweaking of, I mean, obviously, I don't know, Elam, Hamlin, I think is the most likely. I don't think any of the two offensive linemen. And Kingsley, I guess I I should rephrase. Kingsley Jonathan, if, if Leonard Floyd is out, has the best, it's, it's probably going to be active. So I guess if we're doing betting odds, he probably currently is, I don't know. It's interesting because Hyde's also banged up. So if Hyde doesn't go, Hamlin will be active. So I feel like Hamlin has the yeah. best betting ads, followed by uh, Kingsley Jonathan. And then I don't even know where Kyrie fits into all this, to be completely <laughs> honest. Like, I don't. 
Yeah. I don't know what would have to happen. I, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that Kyrie Elam is not active, but it's because Benford has taken huge strides. He's out there producing every every game so far. Um, and, you know, character shows. Like, I we talked about it on Tuesday. That play in the Jets game where he chases down Breeze Hall. Like, that's character. That's, like, your heart's in it. Like, yeah, it wasn't great that that even happened, but he chased him all the way and got him out. And, you know, he played very solid in the Packers game. And that's, like, um, unfortunate that Elam, our first-round pick, is not doing that. But if Christian Benford's doing it, more power to him, you know? I mean, that's kind of the whole thing with that, unfortunately. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there, unfortunately. But especially in the world of professional sports. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a, a good game. I think this is – obviously, the Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites. So, honestly, yes. they're, they're, getting, mm-hmm. they're getting the road respect uh, that – Vegas always has been giving them for the past couple of seasons now. I'm trying to see that the over under is 43 and a half. It's going to be interesting um, with the weather potentially playing a factor. Obviously, Warren Sharp pointed out that three games kind of on the East Coast, one o'clock hour, maybe get hit with weather. Uh, I think Patrick Hammer and others have said that it may clear up before that, but I really hope we don't get like a, we hope we, you know, we don't get a, f- uh, you know, a, a Trying to think of like the Ravens game last year, uh, the Texans year game the year before that, the Texans and Colts game, you could say, just like rainy kind of games, and especially when those games are in September, when they're supposed to be, you know, good weather. You know, you're not supposed to be facing like the the snow or whatever, the cold, for one of their games to kind of get wasted on a rainstorm would be. Uh, pretty frustrating. Actually, let me look up. Let me look up the weather to see it for sure. But it it definitely would change a lot. Obviously, if that would happen, I think the under would have to be the play. I do think, yeah. however, if it if the rain or the weather holds off, I think the over is the play. Just because the Bills' defense has yet to be completely tested. Like they got tested on the ground the last two weeks. They failed one challenge rose against the the Raiders and dominated that challenge. The passing defense has yet to be really tested. I mean, Aaron Rodgers played four snaps. That's the best quarterback they played. Like, Zach Wilson now. And the Raiders had <laughs> Devontae go for, like, five catches, 80 yards, and then the only other wide receiver that made a catch was Hunter Renfro in garbage time. So they were a bunch of screen games and, and that. So... I think it's going to be interesting with the skill position of Washington, you know, Jahad Dobson, Terry McLaurin, um, Curtis Samuel. We'll see if Logan – I think Logan Thomas is going to play even though he got headshotted. And then uh, Brian Robinson is a good back. Yeah. So, And they have a solid offensive line, and Howell's playing well, and again with the enemy scheme. So I think this is, this is like a massive test before, you know, you go home and play the Dolphins. Like this is a massive test for this defense. Uh, really, the pa- I would say the pass defense. I think the run defense will still be solid. I know Robinson's a good back, but I just believe in this run in this run defense right now. Uh, it's the pass defense that concerns me a little bit, just from the fact of this team's the this the secondary is not athletic. Let's put it that way. You know, compared to other NFL teams, it is a right. it is a veteran secondary which allows you to do a lot of things in disguising coverage, tricking the young quarterback. And Sam Howell going to be making his fourth career start. So I think that could be a factor. But 
it's not like you got a lot of four four guys on the back end. Like Trey's never been the most athletic guy. He's, I mean, come up, has major knee had major major knee surgery. Poyer hasn't really looked great. Hyde's another guy never had great speed, but solid. And then obviously we saw Benford speed, so I guess uh, you know, there's some athleticism there. And then, you know, both Milano and Bernard can fly. You know, being X safety. So I think. I think this is going to be an interesting game for the pass defense and especially a big test for Terrell Bernard in the middle. I feel like he hasn't really been tested in the middle of this defense yet. Uh, You know, there was talk about how last week Jimmy G might have missed some throws over the middle because, you know, he's been being able to move Bernard with his eyes, which I don't know if that's a good thing because Bernard's, you know, yes, he's covering some guy that Jimmy G wants, but then he's leaving his kind of, coverage open for you know a back-end player to be open down the middle of the field so no I, I think I think that to me is is the big thing because I think this defense the back seven of of the commanders is gettable you know the young young cornerback and forward you know Fuller's all right yeah. St. Just is all right like they don't have any elite defense I Cam Curl is a good safety I'll give him credit but it's not like they have a lot of elite player. The linebackers aren't great. I mean, J- Jameer Davis is good, but their other linebacker is not. So it's not like they have a great ba- – they don't have an all-pro on their back seven. They have a very good D-line, and they have all- some decent corners and a good safety. The linebackers are not good, and the rest of them are just kind of meh. So I-, I think this is a big game for play action, and I think Dalton Kincaid going to have a big game. Yeah, I I mean, that's a fantasy guy for me right there, Dalton Kincaid. So uh, I'm really, really hoping that if Knox doesn't play, even though he did technically practice, he was limited. But even if Knox doesn't play, um, he gets more involved and he's the tight end one. And uh, I think he's got a great opportunity here to really show his stuff. If Knox isn't playing, um, he's going to show it anyway. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying be the primary tight end target. So I think that could be very interesting to watch. And, uh, yeah, I, I think this game is going to be a good game, fun game to watch. It's one of the few 1 p.m. games. So if you like the 1 p.m. slate, you know, this is for you. Um, it's it's going to be a good game. And I think the Bills are going to come out on top, which leads me into score predictions, if that's all right with you. Yeah, I just want to make a note. It seems like looking at the, um, the weather, it's supposed to be 67 and around rainy 1 o'clock. There seems to be about a forty percent chance of rain. It's supposed to be raining a lot before that for a while. I think. That yeah. So the field is going to be a little. It's going to be slick because like the, there's a flash flood warning mm-hmm. as well uh, for tonight. So definitely not ideal weather conditions. But if anyone's, uh, you know, the Bills have plenty of experience playing in rainy weather. I mean, Chiefs game, mentioned the Texans game, Ravens game, Colts game. Just yeah. kind of seems to be in their yeah. identity. Yeah, it's it's just what happens. Um, and also, the wind is only going to be around 11 miles an hour, I saw. So not a super windy day, which is also good. So passing can happen, which is nice, um, even though the Bills' run game looks dominant. But anyway, score prediction time. I think the Bills take it, taking the Bills easily. It would be tough not to bet on the Bills when the podcast episode is called Betting on the Bills. Um, I'm taking the Bills to win this game. And I think they're going to win it 28 to 14. I think they double them. Yeah, I'm going to go. What do you think? I, I, I'm going to assume that the weather kind of holds off enough where teams are, allowed, are able to throw the ball a little bit. I'm going to go 3 I think this is a, a back-to-back 30-point games for the Bills. 
I think last week, again, again, to my own horn here, was able to predict that the Bills would correctly score 38 points. Um, so that was yeah. pretty cool. And I can't fully remember what my individual prediction was, but I was pretty close with the Kincaid and Knox. I mean, Knox had a touchdown, Kincaid almost had a touchdown. So mm-hmm. I think 31-20 is going to be the correct score. I think that I'm going to give two players to look at. One again, I'm going to do. I'm going to fully Kincaid. I think this is Kincaid's breakout game. <laughs> he was yeah. solid in week one. Week two, he was really good. Week three, especially if he becomes top dog without Knox, I think we're going to see 80 yards and a touchdown, eight catches, that that kind of day from the young lad. And I and I think defensively, I think we're going to see Big Ed makes make. I mean, he's been really good, really under the radar a little bit the first two weeks. I think he gets a strip sack, you know, kind of what he did to Dak Prescott oh. on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. That to a uh, uh, defensive He's going to ride the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to ride the horse into the end zone. You know what? I'll go strip sack for a touchdown. I think he runs it all. Yeah. Yeah. Does that's the whole I nine love yards. That. I think Matt, Mil- Matt Milano is going to get another interception this game. I'm telling you right now. He's going to Milano someone else. I'm telling you. He's going to pick it right out of the air from Sam Howell. Um, you know, Matt Milano, all pro season starting off hot. Uh, and he's going to just continue to get hotter and hotter. So I'm I'm really excited about it. Eric Bieniemy ready for him. We'll see if he game plans for Matt Milano out there. But now I believe it is time for our picks segment. We're going to have other games and we're going to introduce at the end here a new little thing we like to call a mortal lock. So it's a random game. We do not know what each other's mortal locks are. It's who it's a guaranteed win. We can guarantee you that that team is going to win. Um, maybe hold off on the word guaranteed, but we're going to try to guarantee you that win. But Dom, I'll let you kick it off. Pats, two and a half point favorites against the Jets. AFC's matchup, who you got? This game's going to be boring. I mean, the last, I believe the last time they played it was 10-3. Uh, New England, they scored on like a punt return of 10 seconds to go. Um, I'm assuming a very similar game to this. Um, it's really tough, but I just, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I just trust Mac Jones more than Zach Wilson. I don't think I'll ever really say that again, saying I trust Mac Jones more than the the opposite quarterback he's playing. But I just, <laughs> I just believe that, you know, the, this the Patriots are going to force some turnovers. I think it's really hard to run on this Patriots team. And Christian Gonzalez has played really well the first two weeks for New England, the rookie cornerback, first-round pick. So I think he'll be matched up a lot against Garrett Wilson. Uh, so that will be a very exciting matchup to watch. And I think the Pats moved the ball enough to win, like, 13-10. to 10. Like, this game's going to be – like, this game's a classic. Put it on red zone. You're going to – you're going to be gone for an hour. Then all of a sudden it's going to be like in be- hour in between red zone plays. That, that's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, Oh yeah, this game's on right now. But I, I got the, I got the Pats win 13 to 10. And then that would uh, make the Jets one, two and the Pats are one, two and get out of the basement, put the Jets in the basement potentially. Oh yeah. Look at that. So I agree with you. I'm going to take the Pats. Uh, I think Bill Belichick's defense is going to give the Jets offense some serious problems. Um, I do trust Mac Jones more than I trust Zach. Um, so I'm taking the Patriots. I think it's going to be a closer game. I'm going to go 21 to 17. I think the Patriots win. I'm just going to tell you right now, yeah, my spread was three points. So, <laughs> huh? 
You said, I got this as a little bit of a closer game. My spread was three points. Your spread was four. No, no. I wasn't saying with your spread. I was saying in general, like closer okay. game. I, I wasn't going off your you spread. I was, like... I was saying, no, no. I was going in general, closer game. Not. It's not going to be like a touchdown in between. It's going to be like four I points. Agree. You know what it's, I mean? It's going to be a tight game. I mean, yeah. but, if, these offenses are both so bad, in my opinion, with their quarterbacks, and these defenses are one of the best in the NFL. So it just, it just, it just bad on good for sixty minutes. Yes, the wor- the you're gonna get the better of two horribles to two win evils. this game, but two evils. Not they're not evil though. Belichick might be, but anyway, besides the point. Broncos versus Dolphins is our second game. The Dolphins are favored by six and a half points. Oh, doggy. I think I'm going to do something ballsy here. I think I'm going to take the upset. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to win this game. I think the Dolphins dropped their first game of the season in an unexpected one. I think Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos lost in a heartbreaker last week. They're going to have, you know, they're going to be coming out wanting to win a game. So I have the Broncos winning in a close game, close game. I'm going to I'm going to do it 17-14. I think it's low scoring. I think they hold the Dolphins. Yeah. I think this is going to be a tough game. I for it's going to be one of those games like Jacksonville Bills 6 to 9. Like it's going to be one of those weird games. I'm telling you. So I'm taking the Broncos over the Dolphins. Yeah, I got the the uh I got the Den- I got Denver losing. Uh they're just I don't trust Russ. I know his stats look good the first mm-hmm. two weeks, but if you take away you know the Hail Mary, his stats kind of dwindle down. Obviously losing a 60-yard touchdown pass. Um, yeah, and this defense is terrible. I mean, the Broncos' defense was terrible. Not to take away from Washington again, we're playing them. They, they, have, they have. I think they have actually a, a good offense, but um, their number two corner is terrible. They don't have good linebackers. I think McDaniel's just gonna. I think McDaniel's versus Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos, is just. If probably if you looked into this weekend, probably one of the bigger mismatches, uh, on the slate and. I just, I don't know. I just don't. Also, you know, going to Miami in the heat is not going to be mm-hmm. an easy task at all. And so I got, I got the score yeah. 38, 38, 20. Um, I also think Russ holds the ball. And I think the Miami D line will make a couple plays on big sacks. And I think, I think Tua and, in, in, in the Dolphins role, I guess my only concern with this pick would be uh, if the Dolphins look ahead to next week to the Bills. But I think I think they'll stay focused, yes. and we'll get we'll get a good matchup next week in Orchard Park. Yeah, alrighty, sounds good. I have the next game on the slate: Chargers versus Vikings. The Vikings are one point favorites. Um, Chargers are at Minnesota, one point favorites. I think one of these teams needs to win a game, so they're both zero and two on the well, season. Well, well, well. Yeah. Now they could tie. They could tie. And it, it, the script writers are loving it. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. Listen, the in. Chargers in the AFC, and is the char. I, I, you know, that team. One of the char. The Chargers in the NFC are the Vikings. So it's like a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. They, perfect. You're not wrong. Not wrong. I think. Um, I don't think the Chargers charger. I think they win this game. Um, the Vikings are only one point favorites at home. Uh, so I, I think the Chargers come in. They, they have the. I, I want to say better quarterback, but the coaching is what what kills me with the Chargers. Like they they just choke games that they should not be choking. Like that Miami game could have been an absolute win for them to start the season. Like even last week, I forget who they played last Titans. week, but they choked in that game. The Titans. 
they lost to the Titans. And yeah, the Titans aren't easy to win against. Absolutely. Mike Vrabel's good on defense, right? But what are we, what are we doing here? Like the, the coaching staff drives me crazy. I'm picking the Chargers though. I think they bounce back. And unfortunately, I think the Vikings are 0-3. I'm going to agree with you. Like my fantasy team will be. I think for me, it just comes down to, I think Herbert over Cousins. And I think the Mm -hmm. Chargers defense to me is just better than the Vikings defense. I don't think the Vikings defense is very good at all. I mean, listen, we saw week one, the Dolphins dared the Chargers to run the ball and the Chargers were able to run the ball down their throats efficiently. The Vikings did the same thing to the Eagles, and the Eagles just ran the ball down the Vikings' throats. So I assume maybe right. they're going to do the same kind of thing. And we already now what my concern would be is Austin Eckler is probably going to be out, but even with Josh Kelly, I think the Chargers are going to be able to run the ball well. I mean, they still have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I think maybe this is the Quinton Johnson breakout game. You have Herbie. I mean, I just think the Chargers are going to be able to move the ball very well consistently on this Vikings defense, and I think. One of these games, the Chargers defense has to come out and dominate. I mean, come on now. And so I, I got them I got them winning 28-24. I think this is going to be a close game at the end. But I think the Vikings charger more than the Chargers charger. And that, that leads the, the Chargers to going to one and two. I like it. I I'll, I'll, I forgot my score prediction in there, so I'll throw that in now. I think the Chargers win it 28-21. to I think they win by a touchdown. But yeah, they don't charge her as hard as the Vikings charge her. Next game, though, last year's NFC champions, Philadelphia Eagles, minus five points against the Baker Mayfield era of the Buccaneers. And oh boy, I watched the Kelsey documentary. It was fantastic. I actually loved every minute of it. Um, highly recommend it. Have you seen it? I have not. Yeah, yeah. If you have Amazon Prime, which is Thursday Night Football, unless you're which is highly illegal and I don't advise against it, but um, I just, I, I, I would highly recommend watching the Kelsey documentary. Anyway, I have the Eagles who, who I'm taking the upset again. I'm taking the Buccaneers in this game. I think Baker Mayfield's fired up. That team is fired up. They've been, he's, he's been going a little bit beyond expectations this year. And um, I think the Eagles are going to give him a run for their money. This is going to be a big game, close game. I think the Bucks went by three points uh, down to the wire game, game winning field goal there. Um, and it's going to be, let me do the math here real quick. Let's see what score sounds the best. It's a three pointer. It doesn't really matter. It's whether it's high scoring or not. And I think it's going to be a higher scoring game. I think it's going to be an offensive battle. So give it to me 38 to 35. I think it's going to be one of the highest scoring games we've seen. And it's going to be the ending score for the Super Bowl last year that the Eagles lost out on. So that's, 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 my I got, I got the Eagles 35, 27. I think. My concern for the Eagles would be they have some defensive starters starters that are going to be out, but I just think this D-line is yeah. going to overwhelm the Tampa Bay offensive line, and the story of Baker Mayfield's career is that he doesn't love pressure in his face, and I think of Jalen Carter, Josh Sweat, you know, all those Fletcher Cox. Like, I think all those guys are going to be able to do that, and I think, I think the Eagles find a way to offensively to still be productive uh, like they did last week on the ground. And uh, I think we'll see a big A.J. Brown game, in my opinion, because obviously it always feels like whenever the star receiver is in the news, the next week they, they make it a point to feed him the, the ball. So I think uh, I think we'll see a lot of targets early in the game in the first quarter to, to A.J. Brown. I, I, I just think the Eagles get going a little bit, and I think defensively their D-line kind of 
dominates the game and make it a little uncomfortable for Baker, and we're going to see some see some turnovers. All righty. I like it. I like it. So next game, final game on the slate. Last is the Mortal Locks, but final game on the slate. Rams are at the Bengals. The Bengals are three-point favorites at home. And, oh, oh, I might not be playing this week. It's still kind of up in the air. It hasn't been confirmed or denied. Have you heard anything? Because I sure haven't. Nope, still day-to-day. Day-to-day? Yeah, so I'm going to bet. I'm going to go on this, like, at this point. So I'll take the Rams over the Bengals in this game, just strictly off of you're missing your starting quarterback. Um, and the Rams are hot. I mean, we they, they played very well. So I give me the Rams over the Bengals with Joe Burrow. As we're recording this, not playing, in my opinion. What do you think? Be wary of the backup quarterback game. How many times have we seen it where the star quarterback oh, yeah. gets injured? Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Listen, the backup <laughs> somehow gets the job done. And this will not be one of those mm-hmm. times. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be Jake like Browning. It. If it, uh, Jake Browning will be the, the quarterback if Joe obviously can't go. I just This Rams team has been incredibly impressive throughout the first two weeks of the year, dominating in Seattle, which is a tough place to play, and then uh, you know losing a heartbreaker, kind of the Rams falling apart late in that game. So um, I like their offensive weapons. Obviously, I have Kyron Williams in fantasy, I think. With McVay, I think he's going to scheme up some things that are going to be really solid. This defense for the Bengals was not great against Lamar last week in in passing, and I think I think Stafford's going to have a big game. And I just I guess I had to see if Jake Browning. I mean, I'm I'm done doubting Hall of Famers coming back from injury or, or starting games. Like I I gotta stop doing that. Um. <laughs> but with Jake Browning making, I, I think this is definitely going to be his first career start. I just, I can't pick him. The only thing that gives me, that would give me some solace if I was a Bengals fan would be that you're at home. And yeah, you know, can this defense, step you're in up? the jungle. Can, can the weapons around Browning and the defense step up to, uh, to lift him. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're playing an elite, elite team. Like I think the Rams are good. I don't think they're elite. So there's a chance for them, but I, I just, yeah, never say never. Never. Say no, I, never. I agree. Yeah, Justin Bieber, we're throwing it right back there. Um, what's your score prediction? Twenty twenty three twenty. Yeah, I'm I'm right about there. I'm at I'm at uh twenty eight to twenty one. I think it's I think Rams win it by a touchdown. I, I really do. I think. Uh, Without Joe Burrow, it's it's well. I'll even go less than that actually, because I'm I'm thinking still when I hear Bengals, I think Joe Burrow. I think I think the Rams put up points. I'll go I'll go twenty one to seven. I don't think the Bengals really score, um, in this game without Burrow. But now it's time for the addition of our mortal lock. So Dom, I'll let you lead off on this one. Or you know what? Actually, I will if that's all right with you. I'll lead off. I'll, I'll whatever start you want to do, my guy. It's your 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 new thing when you're right. including. All right, so the mortal lock I have for you out there, Jacksonville's winning against Houston. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. That's a game I could pick right off the list and say, I'm going to throw my money down on that one. Easy. Trevor Lawrence is doing all right. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs last week. Put up a fight, though. Played well. That is a, you know, it's a big opponent that they played in the playoffs last year. And uh, Doug Peterson continues to just, I don't know, make me more confident in that team. Um, he likes to go for it on fourth down. He's a very aggressive coach. I love it. 
Jacksonville, nine and a half point favorites over Houston. They're winning that game uh, and they're going to win it. I, I think they're going to win it 35 to 21. I think they win it big time. I don't know. I'm not going to give it. I think Houston I'm scores, I'm not going to give a score prediction on mine, but I'm going to take the Ravens over the Colts. Anthony Richardson did not practice today. He's still in concussion mm-hmm. protocol. Uh, Gardner Mishu, who I think is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL, but going on the road to Baltimore is a tough place that we saw it uh, two weeks ago with Houston. Uh, I John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson just don't lose these type of games at all. So uh, g- yeah. g- give, me, give me the Ravens. Alrighty. Well, that's your mortal lock. That's my mortal lock. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonia podcast, betting on the bills. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by Dom Loss. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Recap the weekend, hopefully with a nice bills W and uh, we'll, we'll revisit our picks and see what happens here. The mortal locks should be interesting. So, but without further ado, Dom, how do you always end these? Go bills, baby. Go bills.